0: Gentlemen to another brand spanking new edition of the Sunday card right here. You listen on Spotify, you listen on Apple, you listen on the Google Pod, you listen everywhere. Sports Country Radio, wherever you listen, wherever you're listening right now, ladies and gentlemen. You have to know one thing. We are back in full-fledged football mode. Preseason week number two is finito. Week preseason week number three is coming on. I almost says week season. Preseason week number three is coming up as we go. When you hear this, it will be in full session. And guess what, Matt? I mean, Dan Zampano, Matty Ice, Matty C, Matt Silbrath, our esteemed producer, Lemon Pepper, Lou Paracone. Matt, next week when we release a show, September. How crazy is that?
1: There's just going to be a chill in the air. I hope this is. it has been 90 degrees up in New England and Connecticut. It's going to drop down to a crisp, 67 degrees and falls coming. Uh, at the bar I work at, Sam Oktoberfest just got tapped. Ooh. I feel like football is right around the corner. Ooh. It just makes me feel like Halloween candy's on the shelves already, and we're ready to roll into fall.
0: Oh, that makes me want to see a right guard pole. I mean, that's what I, it makes me <laughs> want to say. Power trap, inverted veer. That's what that makes me want to do.
1: I just see a zig route.
0: Yeah, <laughs> zigging and sagging. Texas route. Love it. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, You look good, by the way. You do look good. You look like you have been studying. You look studious. You know, I mean, maybe I'm wrong and you haven't been, but you look like you've watched some football. You look like this episode has got you kind of thinking a little bit because this is our 10 questions for the 2022 NFL season episode of the Sunday card.
1: You've got my brain swelling. My brain's throbbing (laughs) with the amount of football flowing through boy oh boy the frontal lobe
0: (laughs) well before we freak people out we probably should get started but let's introduce them to our scene producer lewis how you doing today bud it's it's definitely going to be a interesting show because you're going to be kind of moderating this one Uh,
2: we got a little action going on today we got 10 questions i'm real excited uh, Matt, I'm sorry your brain is about to explode, but I know that you're ready to do as many mocks as possible. I know that's why you're really you're steaming at the ears. I can tell. We're gonna do a mock right after the show too. This is a uh, yeah, uh, the, that's what it's coming up to.
1: I'm see, I'm reading ADP like it's the Matrix right now. I'm just seeing numbers of ADP and and just moderating how things are flowing between now and, and draft season. Because again, we said it. We've been we've been mocking for the past two three weeks, and again, our home league we're not drafting for another. Two and a half weeks. So moderating the rises and falls as preseason goes on, thinking we can get guys that we can't. The fantasy episode has still been going. I will say <laughs> actually I meant to say this. Dan, you are not the only person I've heard mention Brevin Jordan this week. And really I'm very shocked by that. I've heard Brevin Jordan on a couple other other shows, other podcasts. So you. we got some steam. The hype train, the Brevin hype train is really rolling it's here on. this year. It's
2: rolling. Right Who- Who's this?
0: you wasn't paying (laughs) attention to the last episode i've been saying it for two years
2: two years but i can't quite remember what round is this Dan's got a ball
0: Uh, apparently
1: he uh ran ran a route uh in preseason uh he played every snap that davis mills was out there ran a route i believe on 16 or 17 of davis mills 18 dropbacks running a route basically on every time he's going back there ready to catch some balls not a lot of pass catchers out there in houston God, we are going to draft so many Houston, Texas players I can't this year, wait. and we're going to bet on them so much this year. And Texans we're just leading them down a bad road. Are the Texans? Who our team? to the show?
2: The Texans
0: are our team this year. We're taking the bad team. That might be them. It might be them. It's not going to be the Falcons. I won't let it. But it it might be the Texans.
1: That's what the ball get the horns, baby. Yeah, I
0: guess so. I guess so. Uh, I had a pretty good weekend in the betting room, by the way. Six and one this weekend, which I felt pretty good. Ravens. So, Ravens, yeah. I'm the Ravens, 22 in a row. Ravens, Browns, got it early. I don't know how that hit. Uh, definitely had a couple more. I'm going to have to think about them as we go along. I think uh, Packers that I have, I can't remember. But doesn't matter. Six and one. Um, and we're ready to roll. I feel like I'm kind of getting into pr- mid-season form a little bit. So before we get into the bets, though, we need to think about things. Because I think the questions that are in this 10 questions, I think that they may get us to think about taking some futures that are really off the wall because these questions pertain to things that are very unlikely to happen, but they are, you know, one or the other scenarios. That's really what they are. in a lot of the questions, not all of them, but some of them. So without further ado, Lewis, I'm going to let you moderate this from here on out. I'm shutting up. You're asking the questions. Let's go, brother. 10 questions It's one of my favorite things to do.
2: You ready to roll? Let me ask you a question. Do you really want a timer? Do we want a timer on this one? For nah. you? Is, is, I, I, think you, I think you can know I'll when to buzz us. I think you know I, when to buzz us. I'll with. buzz you. I think Keep us so. honest. Keep us all right, honest. All right. Let's start with it then. Let's get right to it. Number one, more likely to not win their respective division, the Bills or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Who's going first? I think you should go first. I want to hear it.
1: I'm going first. Well, I certainly won't go first and tell you that Tom Brady's not going to win the division. That's, I mean, that's basically what it comes down to here. I'm looking at it like you're going to tell me that Tom Brady's not going to guarantee himself a spot in the playoffs, something that he does every single year in this league that he is coming and dominated. I think that if you look at the rest of the division, I think the Bucs have, you know, again, you got the Saints going through a little transition first year without Sean Payton looking like we got James Winston at the helm. I love James, but again, I don't think he's going to compete with him at the top of the division. Dirty birds, they're down to the dumpster. Versus, I mean, you've got the AFC East, there's a little bit of hype, obviously. The Dolphins, a lot of hype around them, seeing what their offense is going to look like this year. You never count out the Patriots as long as as the evil Emperor, Bill Belichick, is still in town. Uh, You have the Jets, obviously, maybe if Maybe if Mil Hunter, Jack, uh, Zach Wilson can get back uh, by uh, by midseason, he'll be competitive. But yeah, you can't. I can't go against the Bucks here, so I'm going to have to say the Bills. I don't think either will miss, but you know, things could happen in, in Buffalo. I mean, if it again, all of these are barring injuries, and I think that. If Josh Allen goes down, I think that the Bills will handle it worse than if Tom Brady goes down. I think they've got some more pieces in place in in Tampa Bay. So, I mean, obviously that can happen. That could be said for any one of these questions that we have coming forward, any of these teams that if you lose your quarterback and starters. But, again, I'm not going to pick against Tom Brady not to win the division.
0: Interesting. Interesting. Uh, I'll be honest. I've watched almost every team in the preseason this year, and I was more interested in the second game for most of them. The most impressive team that I've seen play so far in the preseason is the Buffalo Bills. It, they, they, without question, from starters to backups, everything, they have been the most impressive team to me. I, I am genuinely nervous about them. And I think it'll be pretty easy for them to win the division, honestly. I, I just don't see any of these teams touching them. You said there's hype around the Dolphins. The Patriots are the Patriots. We know that they're going to be competitive. Are they ready to take that next leap? I think they're more likely to than the Dolphins. But to me, the Dolphins are more overhyped than hype. The Jets' regular season schedule is horrific. I mean, it's just horrific. So to me, I'm saying Tampa. And because the reason why is because I went through both schedules and I said, worst case scenario, worst case scenario, what is a Bucks record in the worst way? How many games could they possibly lose? And I came out that they could possibly lose up to nine games. Worst case scenario, Buffalo, I could only muster seven. And I just think that there's just no way, with the way this Bills team is constructed, I get it. Brady, yes, but there are injuries. Age could play a factor into this. Camaraderie, Brady spent a lot of time again away from the team. Not that that really matters, but there have been injuries to the offensive line already, injuries to the receiving core. And I think Buffalo has young players, too, that are ready to take that leap. Both defenses are pretty comparable. Both defenses are really, really good. And I just think that the Saints present a challenge defensively, similar to a New England, but maybe a little bit better. And I think maybe New England has the better structure. But the Saints are a dangerous team. I do think that they could possibly sneak out and win this division. I would not bet that against Buffalo. I think Buffalo is too powerful. I'm going Tampa to most likely lose the division. Matt,
2: do you have a quick rebuttal? Do you have any? Uh...
1: No, I mean, I think it's fair. I could see that. I don't know. I, I have a hard time seeing. Do you think that the Saints are going to keep their, their undefeated streak against Brady in the regular season going? I guess that's been going They are four and 0 I could have a hard time seeing it come back. But uh, I don't know. I think they're just running it back. It's business as usual in, in Tampa. I think maybe at this point it feels like it's, it's not as sexy and not as dull because we've been doing it, but it feels like it's just going to be – we're back to just the machine of just – year after year we're going to pump out 10 11 12 wins and i just i I get that you could look at the schedule and we can predict the way that teams are going to be that the you know from how they were last year but a lot of things a lot of ebbs and flows to the nfl season so i I don't disagree with dan's argument
0: yeah i think i think it's tough either way to make an argument for either of these teams to lose the division but if i was going to go more likely i'd say tampa that's me
2: no it's tough it definitely is uh dan real quick is buffalo the best team in football
0: from what I've seen so far this year and preseason and how they are constructed, it, they're pretty, It's it, they're in the top two or three. Yeah. okay,
2: They're okay. really up there. All right. All right. That's fair. That's fair. Let's move on to number two, uh, more likely to miss the playoffs, Rams or Ravens. Dan, we'll go to you first.
0: Yeah, this was tough too. And, you know, you think about, I know we are huge Ravens guys here on this podcast and I, I think that that is definitely well known and, I think they're going to be a lot better this year with the injuries and, and the regression. To me, I think the Rams are going to play 17 Super Bowls. Like it's going to be really hard. They are going to get the best of the best from every single team that they play because they're the hunted. The health of their quarterback is a little bit of a concern. The lack of a backup quarterback is a little bit of a concern and depth really is an issue apart from their talent. That's on the, on the top of them. Worst case scenario If you were to put them in schedule wise, and again, I go through this and I go through the schedule for these four questions. I had the Rams worst case scenario could lose 11 games. I really believe that like that many and, and Baltimore, I I can't really see that. I see maybe seven, eight, nine losses that in the worst case way, Los Angeles is a great team. They do have semi-easy division, but They still are plus money, and the reason being is because the Cardinals do have talent. The 49ers have a lot of talent, and maybe they could obviously win this division, but to make the playoffs, I think there's a lot more openness in the NFC. The AFC is super crowded, and that's what makes it even harder for them, for a lot of teams to make the playoffs, but I think the Ravens are the top of their class when it comes to their division, so I will take the Rams to miss the playoffs.
1: Yeah, I, will, I won't go against you on this one. I, I have to agree with you there. Um, you mentioned it. I, I think a lot of the parts of, of depth, we've seen the Rams over the past few seasons, they've sacrificed a lot of draft picks to go after these guys that they wanted for the playoffs and for these pushes. And it worked out. They won a Super Bowl last year. It worked out getting Von Miller and going in for all these guys. But you do see they've got a lot of star power at the front with Ramsey and Bobby Wagner and Aaron Donald on the defense. But we do worry a little bit about the depth behind it versus, like you said, when we are going through these these uh, divisional breakdowns. I mean, the Rams' de- or the Ravens' depth on defense, we think they've got it everywhere. They've got they've got guys down the depth chart that can fill in. I mean, they had tons of injuries last year, and they were still a competitive team for the most part. And that was with their team being totally depleted, even counting Lamar Jackson being out. I actually went back and looked at Tyler Huntley's games. Tyler Huntley went one and four. He lost those four games by a combined seven points. Four losses for combining seven points. The biggest deficit was three points. It was three, two, mm-hmm. and he had two games that he lost by one point, which is just unbelievable to think. So they can, I think that they can get through the season if you know miss a game here and there. Like I said, versus you said their backup quarterback in uh in LA is John Wolford. I mean, I don't have a lot of confidence in that. And we already have an arm problem with Stafford. So uh not to mention the schedule. The Rams and the NFC West are playing the AFC West, which is absolutely brutal. stacked and then yeah. you've got the ravens are going against the afc east so i mean like they've got you know there, there's I, I think that the schedule is more favorable to the ravens the depth is better so yeah i have to agree with you i think the Ra- uh the ravens i think will make the playoffs or sorry the rams are it, it's who will miss the playoffs more likely i'm gonna go with the rams
0: yeah and the other thing about that is the ravens players just have had more experience playing more guys on the roster have had more starting right. time than probably anybody in the league their preseason games, they are they go for. It. I love this kid Isaiah Likely, their tight end from Coastal Carolina. Man, he is balling out. Is that could be another? They might have the Andrews Likely show this year. He might be a guy.
1: There are there are big talks about that. I mean, two three years ago, we were very used to the Ravens using two tight ends and kind of them, you know, being borderline usable as far as touchdown upside and. and... They don't have a lot of pass catchers, so there's likely can definitely play. Uh, I've heard it compared to be a Mike Gasicki role, you know, playing mm. Andrews is playing in line and, and Gasicki's playing in the slot, basically as a receiver. So I I, I could see it.
2: All right. Uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, so. Number three, uh, and this truly feels like the hard knocks question of the night. <laughs> uh, more likely to win their division, the Lions or the Jaguars? Uh, I can't wait for both of you to say the Lions and why.
1: Again, this question for me comes right down to the rest of the division. We know that the NFC Norris is one of the most stacked and, and toughest and grittiest divisions that there is. And I just I have a hard time seeing the Lions coming out of there. There's a lot of Lions hype. We love the Lions. Even last year, they covered a ton. I believe again they were like nine and eight against the spread or like 10 and seven against the spread. But we have to remember they won three games last year. They went three, thirteen, and one last year. There's so much hype. The hard knocks definitely plays into it, but you've got the Jaguars. The Jaguars are playing in the AFC South, which is just a, a loony division. A lot of other things happening around the division. Obviously we like the improvements that the Colts made, but it's still a new quarterback. It's still Matty Ice trying to find his way into a system. Things can go there. Tennessee has lost all of their receiving threat. We don't know what that passing game is going to look like now without AJ Brown or Julio Jones in town. And they get the Texans. So it just feels like there's a little bit more opportunity as well for Trevor Lawrence, as a second-year quarterback, to make a jump. And who knows what we could see out of him this year with not having the god-awful situation that we've talked about with Urban Meyer in Jacksonville last year. So if you've got to bet on one of these teams, I would bet on Lawrence making a jump. Things looking very different than they did last year in Jacksonville. And just that AFC South being a division that might be able to be won with, like, nine wins. You know what I mean? I mean, versus, like, Mm -hmm. the Vikings, the Packers, who we like a lot. You're going to need 10 11 wins out of the Lions.
0: I, I just, I don't know if I see that. Yeah. I, I, what I would say to you is this I do think Jacksonville to win the division is a good bet. I actually do think that that is a good bet. Worst to first, right? I mean, there's yeah. got to be somebody. The Lions are also a worst to first team. Uh, so that's very interesting. But I would say this to you, Matt, that NFC North is tough. You know who plays the NFC North this year? The AFC South. <laughs> so there is, uh, where Jacksonville, yes, they play in a crappy division, but they play the NFC North. And by the way, the Lions get to play that crappy division in the AFC South. So to me, the problem with Jacksonville is they still play in the AFC. Detroit, even though they play in that tough division, I see the Vikings as, as, a, as a team that they could absolutely steal a win from. I see the Bears a team that they could sweep. And even without beating the Lions, or I'm sorry, without beating the Packers, Best-case scenario, I gave them 11 wins. Best-case scenario. And and that's beating the teams that they play. So if they can just be a line of scrimmage, dirty, get-in-the-mud team, trench warfare team, they have youth and developed talent that could prevail, and I'll make the case for the Lions to win their division over the Jaguars because I do think that the Jags, even though they are, they have the quarterback there, I do think that the pieces around them might need to develop a little bit more.
2: Real quick, real quick. Who's the better team, Lions or Jaguars? Lions. Matt. Lions. Lions. Okay. No, just making sure. Just make better, sure. better constructed and better. They're, they're, they're better more ready to. They're more ready to win. They're more ready I to think win. Better coach, experience wise. I, I I I would agree with that. Yeah,
1: I I just think that there is definitely a a potential shock factor and a, sh- a potential like we didn't see this coming factor with jacksonville again just mm-hmm. being being how bad they were last year and, and they, i just we, like we waited for trevor lawrence for all this time yeah. and then he came in last year mm-hmm. and underwhelmed but it's like we can't forget about him like he could still be really special in this league mm-hmm. and he he has the most potential this year to to change his entire you know what we know about him in the nfl from last year
2: agreed he, he is kind of stuck in almost a purgatory he is kind of a uh... Jacksonville yeah. for quarterbacks is never, never a good time. No,
1: no, Again, it just feels like it's like again, it was like the Messiah. Like we we've, we've scouted this guy since he was a freshman in high school, and now it's like, oh, one year in the NFL, like I guess he's garbage now. Like we can't forget about him. This guy's supposed
0: to be Jesus coming through. We're supposed, We're supposed to be supposed to get Byron Lethwich back here and get us to the playoffs. Come on, right? let's go. That's the standard in Jacksonville is Byron Leftwich. That's this true. Cow.
2: <laughs> That's true. all right let's get to my uh my favorite question that i've seen so far on this uh that dan put together uh more likely to make the playoffs the giants or the jets and if you both say giants i'm going to end the call right now and we're just going to get on with this uh,
0: this was my favorite question to do because it made so much sense it was like these teams stink and it was just so it was it, it was like you have to pick one or the other it's a great question so to me um the schedule is just more favorable for the Giants. I'm sorry, Lou. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's yeah. just the way I, it is. Okay. The Jets might start one and seven. I mean, the, the schedule is so brutal. I, I just, it, it's going to be really hard now with Wilson down and Becton down. And, you know, I mean, Wilson will be back, but still, I mean, he's missing a lot of time for a guy that really needs to still develop. Um, Best case scenario for the Jets, I see seven wins. I just, I can't. I can't get there with them. They're, they're, even though I do think that they have developed some talent, they got to really develop that talent. They've acquired talent. They need to develop it. Um, the coaching has to get the Giants through this stuff. The, the, the Giants must rely on Dayball. They must rely on Link Martindale on the defense, which I think the Giants have some pieces on defense that could be interesting. Um, and as long as Daniel Jones doesn't screw things up with turnovers – I gave them nine wins as a best-case scenario. Best-case scenario situation, I give them nine wins, and that could get them to the playoffs.
1: J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 Lewis. <laughs> save I mean, this come call.
0: On. Come on.
1: I mean, I'm not Thank just doing it just to save the call. I'm not just doing it so we can keep the podcast on the air. I mean, you've got – again, you talked about the coaching. We've got a second-year head coach and, a, well, again, second-year quarterback coming back a little bit into the season. He might be back by week four or five as far as what they're projecting, saying saying six to eight weeks. So see how fast he can recover. He is a young man, so maybe he can get back on the field a little faster. But you've got Dable trying to install this new offense for, like, the fourth year in a row with the Giants because they can't keep anything consistent. They're learning a new system every single year. And everything out of training camp about the Giants is that it's going very poorly. Nothing seems to be going well out of camp. I'm not hearing anything good. Kenny Galladay is coming out and saying you haven't seen the best me yet, and he goes out in the last game and doesn't get targeted a single time because he just can't get any separation, doesn't get open. Like everything is really bad out of the Giants' camp, and I feel like again you've got second-year head coach in Salah. He's had a chance to now assess his roster, get some of his guys in, get some corners in. Like he, he's done some things to this defense to play his style that he wants to a little more, be able to have some safe, you know the corners out there on their own and blitz a little more with these other guys that he has. I'm not schedule diving as much as Dan is. I'm just kind of looking at at at, at the the drum beat and everything coming out of camp. The Giants might be the worst team in football this year with everything coming out of camp. We're already talking about getting Tyrod Taylor in there. Daniel Jones looks horrible. You said all we got to do is not worry about Jones ruining it. Nothing has been good about Daniel Jones this entire preseason. So hmm. I am not buying in as far as just how we're looking right now. I know we can look in the past and all, but everything that's going through, it's not easy to make a wild card in the AFC, but the Jets might just be able to squeak in there. Who knows? I mean, there's a lot of changes going on in uh, New England as well, so they might get a couple, wins, a couple right. wins in the division against. Haven't, haven't won,
0: haven't, haven't won in six years, and all of a sudden they might get a couple wins. They're doing. What? Why? Well, they're doing. They're do Can I just give you the first ten games of the Jets schedule? I just want to do it really quick, and you uh, tell me where you see a win. At home against the Ravens at yep. Cleveland. Yep. Uh, at home Cleveland,
2: against. Yep.
0: I, they might be able to win that game. At home against the Bengals, they won that game last year. Yep. At Pittsburgh, they get the Dolphins at home. They get the Packers on the road, Denver on the road, Patriots at home, Bills at home, Patriots on the road. Those are their first 10 games. That is a freaking brutal schedule.
1: I'm not going to count them out of any divisional game. You know, the divisional games are a coin flip. As much as the difference might look, you know, these teams have history. I will give you that the Ravens game week one is tough. Going on the road to Pittsburgh is tough and the Packers. But other than that, I will give them a chance in all those games.
0: Even the Bills. Even the Bills.
1: Divisional game. Divisional <laughs> game. Who knows what's going to happen, Dan?
0: No. Who knows? No, we can't. no.
1: There's a reason we play the games, Dan.
0: We play the games, but man, when you have a Bills team like this and you have another team in that division you haven't beaten in six years yeah. uh, that hates you and wants to annihilate you, I just, I'm so. I just the Dolphins are the only team I can see them beating. I just, I can't, I can't see that's it. Fine.
1: Oh, okay, that's it's okay. Dan's fine. a Bills fan now, and he never am, gives uh, the Dolphins any credit. He hasn't no. given Dolphins credit for no. his entire no. lifetime. So I yeah, that's none.
0: fine. Yeah, because they've consistently let everybody down.
1: Okay. Last
2: uh, yeah uh, That's why Next one. <laughs> <laughs> should we, should we I think, I think we're getting that heated already. Jets fan, see. I, I, you went. What was? What'd you say? One and nine. I mean, come on.
0: And that's, no. I mean, you're giving, they're not you're going to go zero credit they're Come not on. going to go i i honestly don't think that they're going to be like the, or the worst than team die. in football but Absolutely. they definitely have a tough schedule against teams that we have talked about that we really like oh i got and i know i know things yeah. happen yeah, and they quick. can obviously beat the Bengals and do those things real quick but it's unlikely
2: real quick daniel jones or mike white
0: Daniel Jones, man, that's not like, – Mike White is not
2: – no. Who has more potential to finish with
1: the worst record in football?
0: Uh, of these teams? Yeah. I think the Giants, for sure. Finish with the worst record in football? Yeah, I, I think the Giants, probably. But oh. that, that does not mean that the Jets can get to the playoffs. That's not the question. The question is, can they get to the playoffs? Who's more likely to do it? And the Giants play in a worse conference in an easier – and probably maybe not an easier division – but for them, but you know, the 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 road and the path is there.
1: It just makes you sick to say that any other AFC East team will make the playoffs. That's no, right. the
0: Bills. I said the Bills were the best
2: team in football
0: virtually. Yeah, it's you're a Bills, Bills fan Bills. now. It's okay. Yeah. No. Everybody's gonna say that. All
2: funny. right, anyway, we're gonna move on. We're gonna we're gonna get to number five now. <laughs> oh boy. All right. So the first year QB with their new team, more likely to lead their team to the playoffs. Carson Wentz or Mitch Trubisky. And this was questionable. I'm going to let you guys have the floor.
1: I think I'm, I'm first here. Right. Unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the problem is, I don't know if either of these guys are going to be the starter by the end of the year. <laughs> so it's hard to say that either of them will lead their team. Uh, I mean, you've got rookies behind both these guys and Wentz has a guy in Heineke that might be about the same level if, if, you know, maybe not a little better than him. Uh, so it's hard to see that these guys can't get surpassed by week seven. So, if I had to choose one, I'm gonna to have to choose Mitch. And I think it's more on the back of the defense, uh, and Najee Harris maybe being again just an absolute workhorse and just putting that whole team on his back as far as trying to generate some offense. And uh, they've got a lot better receivers there, I think, as well. So yeah, you got Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson's getting some heat, but they they, they they're known to breed receivers out in Pittsburgh, so as well as having J.J. Watt lead that defensive side. So if I had to say that Mitch Trubisky will quote-unquote lead them to the playoffs, I think he will maybe be a bystander as they end up sneaking into the playoffs, again, as we want to talk about uh, AFC versus NFC maybe being – well, NFC being a little easier, but I I just have a hard time – you know I'm not picking Carson Wentz in this category. You just know I'm not picking Carson Wentz.
0: He's dead to you. He's dead to you. And, And as much as I want to take Carson Wentz, I love the Steelers this year. We got into a, in a, into a debate about whether I was going to take their over and you were going to take their under. I think the Steelers have a great chance to make the playoffs. They're my most probably heavily bet team that I've taken to go over to make the playoffs to win the division. I'm I'm all in on the Steelers. I think that Mitch Trubisky leading a Bears team coached by Matt Nagy with their defense, which I think the Steelers are very comparable defense to that defense. Um, leading them to the playoffs twice, I don't think it's a question. I absolutely am confident that he could do that. And Kenny Pickett looks great. I mean, if Kenny Pickett is it, fine, and I'll take the Steelers with that too. But if Mitch Trubisky, again, he really only really has to follow the script of what Matt Canada does on offense, get the ball in the hands of his best players, Najee Harris and others, and I think that they will be totally fine and a very, very tough team to play, especially in their building.
2: Who do
1: you think has again? I, I you agree that both these guys have a chance of losing their starting job. You mentioned Kenny Pickett. Yes. Who do you think has the more chance to, to lose it first? Who, who who by week seven? I that's the, the number I wrote down. Week seven, I feel like one of these two guys is not starting for their team.
0: Well, mainly because I think Carson Wentz blows out his knee, probably again. I mean, I I, I you can't well, trust especially him.
1: especially on that field. That field right. is not that any garbage good for, for, field. For, Like
0: Have you seen the Washington training camp and how God awful it is in like some random field in the woods in Maryland? Like, it's like, what do we, I felt like I was looking at an, an old lacrosse stadium that I've been at for a high school game. Like, that's what I was looking at. It's awful. I mean, I don't know how they're going to survive. It's I, terrible. I love the stuff coming out of
1: Soldier Field. Bad Bunny was there this past weekend. The field is literally on fire. It's like, we got opening day in like three weeks. What do we do? The field is uh, on fire in Soldier Field and there's is, literally already being like lawsuits filed against it for not being playable.
0: It is 2022, folks, and this is still happening. It's incredible. Uh, this the next I, next question, by the way. Yeah, this is my favorite Thank question. You, let's get on, right. I get to put okay. Matt in a grinder. You get to... Twist his brain.
2: This one's much better than the last one. Mm. First year QB with new team, more likely to have a losing season. Russell Wilson or Maddie Ice? And I, I just want to say, Dan, you put this question together. This is foul. This is not yeah. right. you. This you knew what you were doing here. This is not okay. So sometimes, you sometimes sometimes I'm a little devious. Dan, sometimes you're going first devious. on this one. Oh,
0: good, because there's it's one answer. It's Matt Ryan. That's the answer. That's a clear answer. I'm not – I love my own Matty Ice, but I can't get behind this notion that – look, I get it, folks. I get it. We are used to seeing Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers as older quarterbacks dominate in this league. And, yes, yet we forget that they are outliers. And we now have a 36-, 37-year-old quarterback playing starting quarterback for the Colts in a very difficult, very difficult uh, conference to get into the playoffs with. And, you know, I'm not so sure that the Colts defense is as good as people are advertising it as. They've lost also their defensive coordinator. They're going to have to get used to the Gus Bradley scheme, although he obviously fits in what was happening last year, but, But still, I think that there are some things that are going to need to be tweaked. And, you know, the Colts are historically not a fast-starting team. They historically have a a rough go of it as they go along in the beginning of the year, and then they kind of get better. Um, But, I mean, they're everybody's dark horse every year, no pun intended, with both of these teams. But – and they they consistently disappoint. They might make the playoffs, get a wild-card spot, but I just cannot see – how you can take that Denver team and how it's constructed defensively, how Russell Wilson is still young enough and vibrant enough to go off and and the weapons they have around them. I don't see the weapons with the Colts. I don't see the hype around the Colts. I don't understand it. I'm taking Matt Ryan as, as, as more likely to miss the playoffs.
1: This is salt. This is an attack on me. I feel (laughs) this is directed very with ill intent uh, that this question was posed. I almost want to filibuster this podcast by just not answering and, and holding you guys waiting. It's Matt Ryan. He's not going to, he's more likely to miss the playoffs as a first year quarterback. I don't like answering it. Don't make me answer this question ever again. Don't pin my team and okay. my namesake against me.
2: All right. Let, how about this? How about this? Let's change it up a little bit. Oh, cool. greater quarterback all time, <laughs> Russ or Matt Ryan? Real quick. Uh, finally. No, no, just all time fire away, real quick. Russell
1: Wilson escapability, yeah, no. like we've never seen.
2: Yeah, it's true. I mean, th-
0: that it's is true. true. Matty Ice does have that MVP though, and he's got a lot. He, his he, his longevity. MVP. Not Russell, Russell Wilson. Bull. Right. yeah. I mean, that is true, but rings matter more.
2: Russell Wilson. You're right. It's true. We play yeah. to win the game, gentlemen. All right, let's talk about number that. seven. Let, let's get right past it. Because I that one was a true don't pull that yeah. crap again, Dan. Yeah, yeah that, that was tough, Dan. That's <laughs> my last one for the year. Last I the saw year. this the other day and I was like, ah, this is we should have said Mac Jones or Tom Brady, who do you like it more? Was, yeah, it oh, yeah, it was dirty. Yeah, it was <laughs> dirty. That was you cool. can ask that question next time. No, we know who it is. Uh so Skip right through the whole question. Offensive rookie of the year. Anybody you've seen preseason who you like up to you who wants to go first.
1: I'll take this one. I don't again like there hasn't been a ton of rookies, but the guy that I'm just seeing the most steam with and the guy that I think that might have the most opportunity ahead of him. It's a little guy named Romeo Dobbs out of green Bay. I mean, this guy, I think I just took Dan's pick Romeo Dobbs is getting all the heat right now. We said we, the Packers need to take a wide receiver. Didn't do it. The first, their first uh, two picks. They decided to bolster up the defense. And they said, hey, we'll take this guy, Romeo Dobbs out here. And I think the fourth round, third or fourth round, they took this guy. Mm-hmm. He's getting a ton of targets. Alan Lazard is the number one right now. Um, And I know that there hasn't been great history with Rodgers with rookies, but Rodgers said this week regarding Dobbs that he will have a bigger role than other rookies that we have seen. Like he literally came out and said it in the media. So they're clearly clearly noticing something with this guy. I think by halfway through the season, he could be leading the team in targets ahead of Alan Lazard because they kind of need somebody outside of the running backs to do something. So Romeo Dobbs, Romeo Dobbs got all the heat right now.
0: Yeah, no question. And he's 16 to one to win the offensive Mm. rookie of the year. Talk about, nice, about the future. Nice nice little pretty thing. I think George Pickens and, and Kenny Pickett are kind of getting all the hype, but people are forgetting that Romeo Dobbs has been balling, not just in camp, but in those preseason games with Jordan Love, he's been balling out. He absolutely has been balling out. I think he, it's obvious with Christian Watson being hurt, being kind of behind schedule in terms of um, getting the offense down, I think Dobbs has a great chance. Young kid out of Nevada is used to playing with a good quarterback and Carson Strong back there was a good college quarterback. I think Rodgers has been pissed at all of his receivers, but I think Dobbs has been the one bright spot. So I, I he will throw to the guy that's open, and I think Dobbs could be that guy.
1: See, Dan, when well, you don't try and pit me against like my, my guys, like we can have a mind meld. we can have, we can get along. We can share this mind meld that we have on this show. That's why we do the show together. But uh, I, I, a great pick, Dan. Great pick.
0: Listen, I, I I have to sometimes when you play the the, the when you put on the hat of the host, you have to do a little Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. You just you kind of have to you know, kind of not let people know exactly what you're going to do next. And I well, have to surprise the people.
2: No, you could just be nice. Just be nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's the fun in that? It's so fun. <laughs> I'm just playing with you. All right. Uh, number eight, can we move on? Are we good to yes. go? Yes. Oh, yeah. uh, I kind of want to ask just the one just a little variation on this one, all right? So the let question is, the last two years, the host city of the Super Bowl has the home game and has won. Should the Super Bowl have one single location is the initial question. My variation question is, do you believe there's a chance Arizona wins because they're hosting this year?
1: That is
0: Lou's favorite storyline. Dan, this one's to you. Uh, no, the answer is no. Arizona's not winning the Super Bowl. Um, I think as as much as I hate corporate America and as much as I hate the whole corporatism of all these things that happen and the Super Bowl logo not getting its chance to be created and how the NFL has tried to you know, distance itself from – from places and have one solid thing that they own themselves, protect the shield. I think this could be an interesting concept. And I'll let you listen to this and, and see what you think. You have the Rose Bowl. You have the Fiesta Bowl. You have the Orange Bowl. you got all these bowls. Yet we don't have a stadium called the Super Bowl. We don't have a Super Bowl. We don't have a Super Bowl. So what I propose is that we build the Super Bowl. And I think we could possibly put it somewhere in the middle of the country where it is a you know neutral site, maybe like an Austin, Texas growing place, something like that, that everybody can come to and, and people can fly into and there won't be this east-west divide and we'll bring people together and we'll have the location of the Super Bowl. Mm.
1: What if we built a dome in Canton, Ohio,
0: right whoa, outside of the home?
1: Oh, wow! As you can't can't have an outdoor season because people do not like the outdoor elements being a part of the Super Bowl. Which, is, but again, back to the initial question: No, the Cardinals are not winning. Uh, and for a lose variation, and no, I I don't think that I don't think that there should be one single location. Again, I I just I think that I like that there is like. The flair and the vibe that like every town gets to have a little bit chance to flex. And so we get to learn a little bit about I didn't know a lot about Minneapolis until the Super Bowl was there a few years ago because <laughs> I'd never been there. So like I learned a little bit about Minneapolis. And and I know you like to like the halftime show is influenced by where the Super mm-hmm. Bowl is. So we get a little bit of that. Like it, it's that changes based on that. Uh you, the food, me and you big yeah, time making Meg, themed food time. for the Super Bowl. That's a yeah. that's a very, you know, that's part of the part of the deal here. But if we did have one location, has to be the Superdome. Has to be the Superdome, best big game arena that there is. If you wanted to pick one place, I'd put it down in New Orleans every year. Every year for the Super Bowl, It seems be, like party, big part of the year. Put it in the Superdome. I don't I'm to
0: be. It. I'm gonna be honest. I was in New Orleans this summer, and I went to the Superdome. It is completely out of the way of all those Bourbon Street areas. Good. And I was kind of surprised by that. It is kind of a cool fan area. But you go down to Bourbon Street, man. You, you, that place is the most wild place. That in Nashville, when we went in April, I mean, New Orleans was like insanely crazy. People just, I don't even want to say what they were doing in the streets. Uh, kids show. I mean, it was insane. It was insane.
1: We're, we're doing a kids show for gambling now. We're doing yeah. we're, we're teaching the kids. Kids use our fan FanDuel code <laughs> if you're 18 and up.
2: Tell your parents. Goodness. And, and while we're on the topic, I say that we do New Orleans one year, we do Vegas the next. We go back to New Orleans, back to Vegas. Back we got
0: to do. We got to mix Nashville in there somehow. I mean, Nashville was awesome, and
2: Nashville was cool. You could probably pick five or six cities. I yeah. think. Really. I mean, we already do. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I mean, Miami. Yeah. It is kind of the same ones that went over. Yeah. You know. And also, and, and, yeah, and, and, you said Miami. We got Shakira. We got J. Oh, got a, I'm saying Pitbull, you know. We'll Move on before we get in trouble. Move on before we get in trouble. The kid's show. Yes. Kid's kid show. show. So, so, so it on. is a kid show. <laughs> okay. All right. Kids. Uh what are we on? Number nine? Number nine. Number nine. Uh first coach to get fired. This is a gruesome one, Dan. This is this is we're calling for blood here. Listen,
0: listen, this is this is business. This is I've been watching a lot of uh, I've been watching a lot of Yellowstone and it's very dark and not very dark, but it's great. and It's grimy. And I just I felt like I wanted to punch somebody or choke them with my bare hands. I don't even know. But it's football. It's violence. You have to control your violence. But, you know, I I don't wish anything bad upon people. But I mean, am I going first in this one, Matt? Am I going first? You want to go first?
1: No, I think it's my turn to go first here. I want to give the people a couple uh, dancing over the, the, uh, uh, the odds from odd shark, a couple of the leaders here, Matt rule, plus 300 Mike McCarthy, plus 450 Pete Carroll, plus 600 Frank Reich, plus 700 and Ron Rivera, plus 800. That's the top five. As far as favorites, uh, looking through that list, I have a hard time not picking Mike McCarthy. It just feels like Mm. if things go wrong early in Dallas, that, we're ready to get rid of him anyway. And that Rule against it does seem like the chalk, the favorite, but there's so much all that quarterback mess going on there. Pete Carroll, I don't think they're gonna they're gonna fire Grandpa during no. the season. I think we know this is last year, and and we're gonna we're gonna give him a, the rightful send off at the end of the year when they go like four and fifteen, like know like, or for whatever it is. Like they're gonna <laughs> they'll send him on his way, but I don't think they they don't fire Pete during midseason. I think he's he's been too far and he, he's earned too much. Frank Reich, I think that's disrespectful we'll being top five. We all know the Colts are, are on one this year. So I'm going to go with Mike McCarthy plus four.
0: Well, I don't expect him to get fired, but this is so easy for me. I know it. We're going to prom, baby. Get the Ducks out. It's prom Kingsbury. Put a little crown on him, send him on his way, give him his little sashes. I coached the Cardinals for a, cu- for a couple of years and, you know, send him, put him in the car in the back seat, let him wave to the crowd. I mean, that's so, he's 12 to one to to get this he has lower odds than dan campbell who is the who is the highest odds to get coach of the year dan campbell does he has lower odds than him to be first coach fired lower odds than kevin stefanski i mean what has kevin stefanski done to get fired and he has the same odds as mike rabel who won coach of the year last year that's the last two defending nfl coaches of the year and prom kingsbury is right in there with him i mean tell me about that tell me about that I'm going with him. I want the value. I want the value. It may not happen, but I want the value. Prom Kingsbury.
1: Yeah, when yeah. I when I saw a little up that list, that kind of makes me feel like it. I know he's like first year, quote unquote. But Todd Bowles, fifty to one. Doesn't it feel like if things get wow. a little side? I don't know. If things get a little sideways in Tampa Bay early, I think I think Todd could be the fall guy. I think he could be a quick fall guy, and we get Byron right in there.
2: Hmm. You know, Bobby Salat's got real good numbers here. He's got uh... Yeah, that's
1: tough to see. That's tough to see.
2: No. I mean, that was like me
1: looking at uh looking at our boy uh Fangio last year being like God's on favorite at the start of the year. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's gonna get fired. I know.
0: Yeah, but God only knows. I told you it was gonna be Zach Taylor last year and he got his team in the Super Bowl. So God only knows with, with Lou's premonitions of Arizona and all this stuff that they'll be in the Super Bowl. <laughs> I was gonna ask you that
2: before. Talking about Matt. bad
1: futures, Dan. That yeah. makes me that makes me feel like some kind of way.
2: God I mean, him. come on, Arizona's getting to the Super Bowl, at least. Isn't I, it, the narrative di- no? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. All right, let's get to number 10. All right, let's wrap it up real quick. Who are the three most overhyped teams going into this season? I would like if you guys could go back and forth with your right. three, two, one rapid fire. We'll go three to one. Yeah, I like that.
1: Okay, I'll try and think of a quick ranking. If you can go first, then let we'll me oh, got, some got, time got to Process my, my thoughts. He's I got. got it. it. Dan's got
0: a ten to one. I got. <laughs> you're damn right. Uh, three to one. I'll go number three. Indianapolis Colts. They're not. They're my. They're my number three most overhyped team because every year they're the same overhyped thing. And I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just trying to be truthful. As as a wise man once said, truth is the handmaiden of love. So with this, I just tell the Colts and the Colts fans, I love you. But you're probably not going to do as well as you think you are. I just I'm telling you, the talent, the the weapons are not there. I I think the defense is not as good as people think it is. And I just I'm not going to tell you that a 37 year old quarterback is all of a sudden going to make this team into a quote unquote, you know, Super Bowl contender. I'm just I'm I'm not going to do that. So Indianapolis is my number three.
2: Truth is the handmaiden of love. Is that what I heard?
0: Put it put it in the teaser
2: video. I know I got it. I got it. I'm (laughs) going to write the time slot right
1: now. Put a note down. Uh, Dan, I know we love them and I know there's a lot of public hype. But the Lions, man, the Lions are just—they just—they everybody act like the, last year. There was so much Lions. We love the Lions. They covered all these games. They went three thirteen and one. They're not very good. Yes, they've got a good offensive line. Their defense is absolutely putrid. The hard knocks bump, the Dan Campbell likability bump. I love them, but. People act like, and people want to bet on them so much. I know I missed the train last year when they were covering games, but I think that is only going to help hurt them even more. People are going to be riding them more, and they don't again against the spread. Seasons like that versus your like actual win loss record aren't going to hold up very long. I mean, their their win total last year, their, their win total jumped up to six and a half, and they had three wins last year. Like that's a big jump for their win total this year. They are. A hundred to one to win the Super Bowl, or thousand to one to win the Super Bowl. Like, cool off on the Lions. They are going to be last in their division again. Well, the Bears. Uh, They're yeah. fine with the Bears.
0: Yeah, I mean, I like the Lions. I think that the Lions will be a lot better. And I think, you know, I don't know if I would place a future on. I probably would. If I'm going to place one on the Jaguars, I'll probably place one on the Lions just for just for the heck of it. But, you know, to me, I, I can definitely see why. You know, we're starting to get too much love for the Hard Knocks team. So I, I can agree with that. My second one is going to surprise a lot of people because I know everybody seems to love this team. I think everybody is like, "Wow, look what they did in the off season! Look at the talent they've amassed. They've got basically everything across the board. They need to be really, really good." And I watched them in the preseason, and I go, "I, I, I don't know. I, I'm not really sure that this team is going to be able to survive." And, and I'm going to take I'm going to take the, the, the page of the book that their depth to me, their starters are great. Their depth to me is a concern. It, it really is a concern. And maybe their coach gets in trouble again with some of the decision-making. I'm taking the Chargers. I think the Chargers just have a little bit too much of love from from the from, from a lot of the people in Vegas, too, really like the Chargers. And that division, I think, is really tough. And, yes, their defense – on the surface, looks really good, but I think that there is more to meet this eye. I think that the the coaching decision making has to be much better this year. Herbert's gonna be fine, but I do worry about them if guys go down. Do they have enough people behind them, enough talent behind them to compete in a very tough tough division? I don't know. So I will say the Chargers reluctantly are my number two.
1: There is a lot of Chargers hype. I I honestly, I don't know if it's unjustified. I, I, I do think you can understand it. very good. You know what I yeah. mean? I, I understand there is hype. It's a tough division. i got to go somewhere else in that division. Hmm. This is me putting the old big old hand up right here. I think the Denver Broncos, I, I hate the amount of noise. You just had I hate, I hate the amount of noise that's around the Broncos. Like I really do. Like it's the team we've jumped up the most in again, talk about the win total. Seven wins last year. The win total has jumped to 10 and a half. You have to bet the Broncos at 10 and a half on their win total right now. They're like the sixth favorite to win the Super Bowl. We had seven wins last year and we have just changed quarterbacks. Like I get, I'm very happy. I'm very excited about Russell Wilson. But to say that the noise around them and the hype around them just from one positional change, it's a big jump that the people are taking to put the Broncos right up at the top echelon of the league is again, especially playing in a very difficult division in the AFC West. So I'm sticking the big old orange and blue hand up right over here and mm. mile high up on the altitude because I'm nervous about the amount of noise that's coming around the Broncos. When when you're everybody's dark horse, you're not really a dark horse and you might be just a sit and duck.
0: That doesn't sound like, that doesn't sound like uh I mean, let's, let's ride. ride. I mean, I let's don't ride. Know, it doesn't don't, sound like let's Don't get ride. me wrong,
1: let's ride and all, but it sounds like I'll it. worry. But sounds like
0: sounds like your saddle's a little, a little loose there. That's what it sounds like. I don't know.
1: Sounds like the first take. Broncos Let's ride. Mm. How
0: <laughs> enthusiastic? How enthusiastic? <laughs> oh boy, I don't know. I don't know. I, I like, I like the Broncos. I really do. You I might like more teams. than I do. I got two teams. I like the Broncos and the Raiders a lot. Like I just really do. Mm-hmm. But but I, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Now oh, maybe I'll see. Let's see if happens. But let me just let me just preface this. Number one is so easy. It's disgusting. And you're gonna roll your eyes and say the same things about me, but I don't care because it is stunningly amount of bull crap that has come out of Miami this offseason is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. The amount of of utter propaganda and pretzel twisting and all of those things to find that Tyreek Hill will finally, finally get the Dolphins to where they want to go. Last I checked, Tyreek Hill doesn't block. He doesn't play defense. He doesn't play special teams. He doesn't coach the game. He doesn't do any of that. This team has a rookie head coach. This team, this team has who, by the way, the amount of bull crap about the most accurate ball I've ever seen because it's coming out left-handed. He's the best left-handed throw I've ever seen. The cylindrical force is incredible. I just the amount of bull crap that you have to stuff up your keister to believe in this team is incredible. And the stuff that's come out on Twitter. And the Tyreek Hill antics and all the rest of it, their owner, the whole thing. I can't wait till it comes crashing down. And they finish third like every year. Go bravo. jets. J-E-T-S Jet Bravo. Jets to get bravo. No,
2: let's let's not let's not inflate people's uh ego sorry mindsets. Uh no, bravo, bravo. I'm so glad that somebody finally said it. Uh seriously. Yeah, I mean, enough's enough. Uh Anyway, Matt. It's, uh, I mean, I, I'm remember. still
1: waiting. I'm still waiting to see. We're still in the two and Herbert debate, if we're being honest. I mean, we really got to see how things oh, are going to play out here to see oh. who won the draft in that one. So I, I'm not ready to go there yet. We still have to – we still got to get <laughs> – we still got to read team leaves on here. And, Dan, you did mention another team in the AFC West that I think, again, has, has kind of gotten a lot of hype all because what <laughs> – they added a big wide receiver and they've got a quarterback that hasn't really done much his entire career. Oh, but we brought in, we brought in the, the young head coach that did so well in his last head coaching endeavor that it lasted <laughs> two seasons that he went eight and eight. And then he went three and nine before he got Ken and Josh McDaniels. So Derek Carr is now going to be an MVP Because Devontae Adams is in town. And we got the boy wonder who's now in his 40s, Josh McDaniels, who's coming into town for the Raiders to also play in what you just said was one of the hardest divisions in the NFL. So I just don't see it. I Max Crosby fooled me all last year with how good he was. I just don't see Max Crosby being a career like – 20 sack edge rusher that this guy was taken as like a seventh round or undrafted free agent, and then they bring an old tired ass Chandler Jones. That defense is not gonna be good.
0: <laughs> he said tired ass Chandler Jones. Do you hear that? I
1: did. I did say that. I don't think that that secondaries were the damn. I think that they are gonna get lit up in that division and they're gonna fall just short as they barely snuck out a game. On the back of John Madden's casket. <laughs> year at oh
2: my God. All right. We... <laughs> All oh right. My, my lord. I had a question for you, but I don't even know if I can think of it now. After... <laughs> I... Oh my Don't tell lord. me about the Raiders.
0: Oh my lord. Talking about Fireball. Good thing we ended on that one geez oh oh Things are getting right. contentious. come on. On. I gotta wait, ask. I gotta ask go ahead Lil, before I go off I,
2: I, I gotta ask you Matt mm. you rather have Derek Carr to a, however you say his last name tongue of by lower. Derek Carr. okay I'm done then all right so all right, wait, can, whatever you want. can I just can I just ask Matt a question yeah
0: I hope the Raiders were in the playoffs last year right yeah they were in the playoffs
1: on the back of yeah, on the back okay. of
0: a casket, apparently. Yeah, I
1: don't got
0: to say it again. Okay, uh, <laughs> you said it once. All you needed to say. Uh, but you have a first, couple of first-year um, head coaches that are both offensive coordinators. One coming from Shanahan. Fine. McDaniel's is is. It, I mean, like it or not, been in the best possible tutelage that you could possibly be under. You know, mm-hmm. for the last. 10 actually 15 years because two years of his Denver years, like before that, he was also in New England. And by the way, can the Raiders really be an overhyped team if they are being projected to finish last in their division? Like, can they really be an overhyped team? They are seven to one to win their division. No one else is 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 higher than three to one. Can they really be overhyped?
1: Their their odds are higher than they should be because because they play in a really? good division. Just because just because the Dolphins play in a division that only has one good team in it doesn't mean that okay. that you know the odds should be should be different. Like it, there's again there's a crap ton of hype around the Broncos and the Chargers. You agree? And obviously yes, there's but those
0: teams those teams are given are are being given respect. By the odds makers the Raiders are not I mean you can't have everybody at three to one in the division no you can't but you, seven to one that's pretty that's pretty far down the list considering I think there's a lot of still respect for Kansas City I think they're kind of the missing link in this and we're not really talking about them but I don't know like to me they seem to have a good structure of GM coach quarterback that cares versus a just dumpster fire of an organization with a first-year head coach that hasn't coached in this league before at all, especially nowhere near somebody like Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. So my just my point.
1: Well, Uh, it it feels to me that those number one picks were more so the noise that we're hearing on this show, more more so than outside of the show. It does feel like maybe those were uh, just what we're hearing from across the table.
2: Uh, Before we wrap it up, can we agree this is the best division in football? I agree
1: yeah. Yep.
2: all right yeah
0: Dan, it's going to be you. a great time it's going to be a great division every single week
1: them playing the NFC west this year yeah so, just we didn't mention I think we might have mentioned the fantasy show just draft anybody in a western division because all of the the point totals like the 10 highest point totals projected for the season are like all between either AFC west teams in division NFC west teams or in division or them going cross the division with those two like they're all the big point totals are those games.
0: I like it. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know and and what's great we get Raiders Chargers week 1 in Vegas. I mean that's I mean just a, right out of the gate punches me punch me right in the face with football. I love it. It's going to be awesome. I
1: do, I do love it. Yeah. So
2: all right Dan, you take it away. I think awesome. Awesome Lewis by the way. Round of applause. Round of applause. Yes, great. Great. Thanks,
1: fantastic. Though fantastic a regular bob barker
2: yeah (laughs) i do what i can i wish we had a big
0: wheel but carry on yeah i mean the price was definitely right bobble i mean it was great that was good uh all right fantastic matt i mean literally next week um i loved this debate by the way this was great but next week we get even more debate because next week we reveal everything we need to know we're doing division by division we're doing record by record every game, 272 games, going through the whole schedule. And we're picking winners. We're picking records and we're picking Super Bowl champions.
1: Man, I'm not. You, you have clearly already started your schedule scouting from this episode. And I, I need to I need to get on some homework. I gotta I gotta print out the master list here and, and get going.
0: It's the hardest show to do. Yeah. It's the hardest show to do, but it is it is it might be the most fun. We will keep it moving. We will keep it grooving. Because football is upon us. By the way, a little college football starting this week. Saturday. Nice little game out in Dublin, Ireland. Northwestern and Nebraska. Should be a lot of fun. Old Patty Fitzgerald. Should be a lot of great times. I'm excited. It's real, actual football. You know, amateur, but still, quote-unquote, amateur.
1: Still meaningful football. Meaningful, meaningful football.
0: football. Yep. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. All right, boys. Take care. All right. Lewis, thank you so much. Godspeed, my friend
2: until I see you at the next mock draft. Goodbye, sir.
0: <laughs> the next one in a few minutes. Uh Maddie, great job as always. You're a charm.
2: Love you,
1: Danny. I love going head to head with you in these. These this, this was fantastic. Thank you for yeah. all the work you do on these 10 questions here. Thank you for Lewis for uh being the all-star moderator that we needed.
0: I love it. I love going 10 rounds. I love it. It's great. <laughs> You're a great competition. More than it was fun yeah more than it was, man. wow what a fight that was we'll get after that way all right ladies and gentlemen we thank you so much we'll see you next week for nfl season predictions next week it'll be a lot of fun and hey the week after that we got picks baby the show is back sunday card is back what do we say man
1: let's ride
0: let's ride and thank you for listening to the sunday card The Sunday Card podcast is co-hosted and directed by Dan Zimpano, co-hosted by Matt Silbreth and produced by Lou Paracone. You can listen to the Sunday Card on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, listen to us on Sports Country Radio at sportscountry.net at eleven a.m., three p.m., and five p.m. on Saturdays, and again at eleven thirty a.m. on Sundays. Follow us on Twitter for all of our picks throughout the regular season at the Sunday Card. And remember. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-GAMBLER.